track six, Behind the Black Ditch, the Iron Age. It was some time over 2,000 years ago that the people of North Cork undertook a truly monumental enterprise. Certainly any traveller who chanced upon the endeavour would most surely have been awed. For mile after mile, snaking across the countryside between the Funchen and Orbeg rivers, the local community had bent their backs in labour. Whether they had done so willingly or under duress is unknown. Either way, their efforts eventually produced an immense territorial boundary, the Clydov, or Black Ditch. This prehistoric embankment and ditch ran all the way from the northwest of the modern county to the coast, reaching the sea southeast of Cork Harbour. Today, the best-preserved portion stretches for 14 kilometres from the Ballyhara Hills to the Nagel Mountains. An excavated section near Ballyhooley uncovered a bank 1.5 metres in height, possibly originally topped by a palisade on its eastern side, with a shallow ditch and trackway still further to the east. It was evidently constructed to face a threat, one which came from the east. The Clydove was not unique. Other such boundaries include the Black Pig's Dyke that crosses several counties in the North Midlands and South Ulster. Their massive scale suggests they were built by groups who exercised regional power, while their very existence betrays this as a time of major political unrest. The Clydove is one of the great monuments in Munster that dates to the period we know as the Iron Age an era that began more than 2,700 years ago, when the first iron tools and weapons began to be forged in Ireland. Arriving hot on the heels of iron was exposure to what is often called the Celtic culture of mainland Europe. Indeed, the two may have come at the same time, as the knowledge and skill of ironworking may have come into Ireland from overseas. Cultural disagreements between different groups were perhaps at the root of the tensions that ultimately led to the throwing up of monuments like the Clydove, which was a regional defensive and symbolic boundary shielding the West from a group or threat coming from the East. These enormous monuments not only performed a defensive function, but they were a clear statement of territory on the landscape. The great ramparts visually proclaimed that this is the land of our people. Not everyone was quick to adopt the new technology, and the evidence suggests it was some 400 years after iron arrived before people in Cork started working it. Among the places they did so was at Ballinamona and Ballinacarriga, both revealed during the excavations. The early smiths at Ballinamona established their site with a keen eye towards their raw material. They worked with bog ore, a commodity in plentiful supply on the low-lying ground surrounding the Gradog River. Once collected, they had little distance to travel before they could begin smelting. The remains of a number of the slag furnaces they operated at Ballinamona were uncovered, 
two of them still crammed with the residue of the production process that had taken place there more than 2,000 years ago. The great hill fort of Cahardrini likely remained an important site for much of the Iron Age, and it was just as imposing as the Clyde Dove further west. Beneath its gaze, the scheme produced nine sites with Iron Age evidence, though much of it was fleeting in nature. An isolated pit here, a heart there. As is the case across much of Ireland, the picture that emerges is of a sparsely populated landscape, where the majority made their homes in dispersed rural settlements. One of them may have been revealed at Cahadrini, where a small sub-rectangular building of probable Iron Age date was uncovered. The building, measuring a little over 10 metres long and 6 metres wide, had a central hearth. Remarkably, it was constructed only metres from where their ancestors had made their home in the early Neolithic. In the fill of one of the post holes were a Neolithic axe head and rubbing stone which by the Iron Age were already ancient relics. Unfortunately, we will never know if they were placed there intentionally. Perhaps they were thought to have been the work of otherworldly creatures or fairies, or perhaps the finder recognised them as the work of an ancestral hand. Another building excavated at Kilshani took a very different form. Though it may have been Iron Age in date, it is equally possible that it belonged to the Bronze Age. A roundhouse some nine metres in diameter, it had both internal and external post holes, suggesting that it may have once had an overhanging roof. Nearby, a small rectangular structure may be the remains of a four-poster granary, which were popular during this period and were intended to elevate grain off the ground for safe storage away from rodents and pests. Of all the ages that had passed since the arrival of agriculture, it was evidence for the ordinary lives of Iron Age people that proved most elusive on the scheme. But as the Iron Age, and with it the story of prehistoric Ireland, drew to a close, a new age dawned that brought with it an ingredient that would further illuminate how we view the past, the written word.